Welcome to another inspiring message recorded at Thrive Church, a church passionate about moving people towards Jesus. Today, it is my privilege to encourage us in our giving. I'm not sure about you, but for me, with the many shops being closed during lockdown and level four of lockdown, my needs, or should I say my desires and wants, seem to have steadily increased as well. All of a sudden, I desperately need to buy a Scottish kilt for my husband, who isn't Scottish, or a potato chip grabber to keep my hands clean when I reach into the bag of chips. And of course, I desperately need a whiteboard with all the markers because I am a legit homeschool teacher. The increased exposure to online shopping and catalog browsing doesn't do great things for my character. It makes me discontent, greedy and ungrateful for what I do have and produces in me an increased desire for more stuff. And I know that after I've acquired more stuff, it doesn't satisfy the discontent within my soul. In Corinthians, Paul is speaking to the church about their giving and he says something so amazing to them about what giving does and how it affects them and the effect it has on their character. Let's read it together. 2 Corinthians 9, 7, 8 and 10 says this. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to bless you abundantly, so that in all things and at all times, having all you need, you will abound in every good work. Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. Paul is saying here that as the Corinthians gave, that their righteousness was actually enlarged. Through their giving, the Corinthians' characters were transformed. They became more righteous as a result of their giving. And so too for us, church. As we give, our character is being transformed and we are enlarging our righteousness. Through our giving, we are becoming good, virtuous, upstanding, worthy, ethical, just, moral, honorable, God-fearing, and more like Jesus as our characters change because we have given. During stage four of lockdown, I want to reiterate that giving is essential in the formation of our characters. We give so that material things don't have a hold on us and so that our characters can become more righteous. As we give of our finances today, let's remember that our giving transforms our characters as it did the Corinthians. We become more like Jesus as we give. Let's do that and let's be transformed today. I'm going to pray for us today. As I do so, please use this opportunity to give. You are able to give electronically using the bank account details on the screens or via the SnapScan codes also on the screens. SnapScan is by far the quickest and the easiest way to give. And so even now in this moment, as I pray, you're able to come up close to the screens and scan the QR codes for either Boxburg or Edenville. Let's pray together. God, as we give today, would you please enlarge our righteousness? May our giving change our hearts and may we become more like you today, we pray. In your name, amen. 
Hey everybody and welcome to Thrive. We are so pleased that you joined us today and that we can be together in this moment. And a huge happy Mother's Day to all of the Thrive Moms today. We hope and pray that you have an amazing day today. You know, when I think of mothers, my mind immediately goes to Mary, the mother of Jesus. And I thought about how it is that she carried life within her. And that life, Jesus, that she carried within her became the life that you and I have access to today. Every mom has carried life within her. Not only do you carry life within you, but you bring life wherever you go. Every room you step into, every interaction you have, you bring life. Thank you for bringing life. Thank you for carrying life. Our world is so much better because of you. Happy Mother's Day. We hope you have an amazing day. Hey, what if I were to say to you that there are three words that would enable you to get through life and thrive in any season? Well, there are, and we're going to unpack them today. You know, the other day I went shopping. Have you ever noticed how many cereal options there are in the supermarket? The aisle for cereals is like three meters high and 10 meters long. The choices for muesli alone are enough to make a grown man cry. We live in a world of seemingly endless choices and options. Perhaps too many? You know, a recent article in the New York Times reported that when consumers are presented with too many choices, two things happen. Firstly, the process of choosing becomes so exhausting that people actually battle to decide. Secondly, that buyers, as a rule, are less satisfied with their purchase than what they've bought had they had fewer choices. There is a term for this. It's called the tyranny of choice. Too much choice paralyzes us. Too much choice is actually not helpful. Let me illustrate the point of how this works. Say I'm not feeling well, I go to the doctor, not with coronavirus, but she does diagnose me and she says, okay, I've got the diagnosis and you've now got a choice of 10 medicines to take. I'm going to give you freedom to choose which of the 10 you would like to take. You only need to take one, but I'm going to give you complete freedom to choose from those 10, which one. I'm not going to say to her, hey, thanks for the freedom of choice. I'm going to say, doctor, which one will work? What if freedom actually isn't about more, but about right? Here's the big idea today. Freedom isn't about more choice. It's about the right choice. You know, Jesus teaches us this in Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 to 27. He said, anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise, like a person who builds a house on solid rock. Though the rain comes in torrents and the floodwaters rise and the winds beat against that house, it won't collapse because it's built on bedrock. But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish, like a person who builds a house on sand. When the rains and floods come and the winds beat against that house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. So in this passage, the builders had freedom. They could build their house either on sand or on rock. They had freedom and they had choices. But as the story shows us, freedom is not simply having a choice as to where to build. Freedom is knowing which choice is right. Freedom isn't about more choice. It's about the right choice. I don't know about you, but I feel like 
I have so much choice at the moment when it comes to information. I think life online has made us realize just how much information is out there. And I think we are fast discovering that freedom is not having a lot of information. It's having the right information. So Jesus reminds us in the story that it's not options that help us. It's not freedom itself. It's taking the right option. We can go online and hear from any number of different experts about how to live well in challenging seasons. There are a million blogs, podcasts, videos, and YouTube channels, and many of them are really, really helpful. Yet, Jesus's invitation in this moment is to say to us that it's his teaching and his words that will keep our lives standing in the midst of storms. Now, depending upon your view of Jesus, you might find that massively reassuring or you might find that hugely offensive. I mean, what makes his words so special? How can Jesus claim that his words are the right option amidst so many other options? Let me try and answer that with a story. My daughter Caitlin loves to draw. Her latest drawing is a drawing of Elsa from Frozen. Listen, every father of a daughter under 10 has watched Frozen more times than Roger Federer has won Wimbledon. <laughs> anyway, Kate has put her heart and soul into this drawing. And as she showed it to me the other day, she stood next to me and anxiously watched my face as she proudly showed me her work. She watched to see what I thought. And as she did so, she told me that she's considering putting a title on it before showing it to anyone else because she's nervous that although she has put so much work into drawing Elsa, when she shows someone else the picture, they might not know who it is. You know, I think Jesus' words and teachings are like this. They are the creation of Jesus, God in the flesh, who is the artist and author of the words, and who now stands next to us in the person of the Holy Spirit as we read the words of Jesus. And he's eager to know what we see and think when we read his words. Jesus' teachings are not just some words on a page. Jesus' words and teachings are not some good advice for successful living, nor are they a self-help manual to get you through tough times. They're not like an ancient version of a podcast to better living. No, they are the heart and soul of a person, Jesus. But that person is Jesus, the eternal God, the artist, who created you, created me, and who stands next to us now in the form of his Holy Spirit, eager to know what we see when we read his words. The reason Jesus' words are the right choice in a world of so many choices is because they are not simply words on paper, but the living and breathing words of the God who designed, created, and loved you before the beginning of the world. The reason Jesus' words are worth following is because they're not words on paper, but the heart and soul of a person, Jesus, who created you. They are the words from the one who created you and who knows you better than you know yourself. How would our view of scripture change if we imagined the God who loves us immeasurably and unconditionally, standing next to us, eager to know if we see the beauty and wisdom of his words. And Jesus says that anyone who does, who listens to his words and follows them, is wise and will build their lives on solid wisdom that will withstand the storms of life. Why? Because Jesus teaches us everything we need to know about how to live well. 
You see, Jesus teaches us about every aspect of life. He teaches us to love our neighbor as ourselves and that we become a neighbor when we help those in need. He teaches us that humility is the mark of greatness. He teaches us to love our enemies. He teaches us not to seek revenge. Jesus teaches us about who ultimately in life is blessed. And he teaches us about the kingdom of God, what it looks like, and who ultimately can be a part of it. Jesus teaches us about extravagant generosity. And he teaches us about how to choose our words carefully. About how much power our words actually have. He teaches us about anger and adultery, and divorce, and marriage, and sexual ethics. Jesus teaches us about temptation, and truthfulness, and honesty, and about retaliation, and about revenge. He teaches us about forgiveness, and he teaches us about money and wealth. Jesus teaches us about who God is, and how we can have a friendship with him. He teaches us about how to love God. He teaches us about the condition of our hearts and about God's irrational and unconditional love for every human being on our planet. Jesus teaches us that prayer in private brings power in public. He teaches us about how to pray and about how to prepare to go to heaven. Jesus teaches us that it's better to give than to receive, to serve rather than be served. He teaches us to be careful of how we judge others and about the power of faith. And more than that, he teaches us an ocean of wisdom beyond what I've said today. Jesus teaches us everything we need to know about how to live well, to withstand storms and thrive in every season. But... There is a key to his teaching. You see, Jesus also makes the statement right at the beginning of our text today in verse 24. He says, anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise, like a person who builds a house on solid rock. I want you to hear that today. Anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise. Anyone who listens and follows it. In other words, anyone who puts the teaching into practice. Notice it wasn't simply the wisdom that enabled the house to stand. It was the wisdom applied. It was actually building the house on the rock. Putting the advice, the wisdom, into practice. So how do we do this today? Well, let me offer us three words to take us from simply hearing wisdom to applying wisdom. Three words that will bring you freedom today. The three words are attention, absorption, and action. Attention, absorption, and action. What do I mean by attention? Well, I mean listening and paying attention to his words. Absorption is letting them sink in, thinking about how they apply to our lives. And action is actually applying them and taking action. Attention, absorption, action. Hey, when we do this, when we pay attention, when we absorb his words, and when we take action on them, Jesus says our lives get built on a solid foundation, one that can withstand the storms of life. So let's take a moment quickly and do this with a text. You could pick any text, any scripture, but I want to pick a text that's important, I think, in our context at the moment in our country and in our world. 
The writer of the book of Acts in the New Testament, he's a doctor named Luke, quotes Jesus in Acts 20 verse 35 when he says this, You should remember the words of the Lord Jesus, It is more blessed to give than to receive. So let's take these words of Jesus and let's work with them with the structure. Attention says to hear them, but more than that, to listen to them. Jesus is saying we are more blessed when we give than when we receive. Next, let's absorb that. It is more blessed, it's better to give than to receive. How does that challenge my own worldview? How does that speak to me in this moment when the temptation might be to hold on to everything for dear life? Now that we've paid attention, listened, and absorbed the weight of what Jesus is saying, let's figure out how to apply it. Well, what have I got to give? It might be time, it might be money, it might be food. Who could I give it to? Have I given the first 10% of everything I've earned to God as a sign of worship and honor and thanksgiving to Him? Have I honored Him first? Have I got resource that I could use to help other people? You know, our domestic helpers need our help. If we got a full salary this month, well, let's pay them. Let's sacrifice even to pay them. If we got a reduction in salary, well, let's stretch to pay them as much as possible. Let's help the vulnerable and the hungry at this time. Let's buy some extra groceries if you can and drop them at your supermarket. Or if you're blessed at this time with resource, help thrive to feed vulnerable families in our church. You can give electronically and put feed in the reference. See, Jesus' words are simply words until they're applied. But when they are applied, they become the kingdom of God here on earth and they become life for us. We live in an age of choices and freedom of information. But real freedom is not about choices. It's about the right choice. Jesus teaches us that his words are are the right choice, that they are what we need to live well, to withstand storms, and to thrive in every season. He teaches us everything we need to know about how to live. But he also teaches us that it's not simply the teaching that enables us to live well. It's that if we follow his teaching, we live well. That if we apply it and if we take action on it, it brings wisdom. We've got to go from attention to absorption, to action. And when we do, our lives can withstand anything. As we move towards Jesus, let's read his words every day. Let's pay attention to them, absorb them, and take action on them. If we do, we will live well. We will withstand storms and we will thrive in every season. For those of us who are Christ followers, followers of Jesus, let's follow the words of Jesus. Let's pay attention to them. Let's absorb them. Let's take action on them. But you might be watching today and are saying to yourself, I want to follow the words of Jesus. I, I want to live like that. Well, for you to take the next step towards following Jesus, it requires you to understand just three things that Jesus said. Firstly, Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. And no one can come to the Father except through me. Which means that if you want a friendship with God here on earth and for eternity, it starts with the person of Jesus. We need to, each one of us, make a decision regarding Jesus. Jesus also said that he who believes, she who believes, has everlasting life. 
in our past, the choices we've made, the places we've been, the things we've done are not the most important thing in this moment. It's not about performance. It's about what we believe in this moment today. And Jesus wants us to believe something very simple, yet very profound about him. That he is the son of God and that he lived on this planet 33 years, never once fell short of God's standards, never once disappointed God. He was completely convinced and convicted of his purpose. Jesus allowed himself to be brutally crucified. He died and was buried. And three days later, God raised him from the dead through the power of the Holy Spirit. Which means that when you and I start a relationship with Jesus, we now identify ourselves with him. We too are called sons and daughters of God. Which means that we too are elevated from the grave. The grave of separation from him. Worry, doubt, anxiety, our past, our sin. Thirdly, Jesus said that he stands at the door of our hearts right now and knocks. That whoever hears and opens the door and invites him in, he says, I'll come in and dine with him or her and they with me. Which means that if you and I are open to Jesus, we can open up the door of our hearts and we can invite him in and we can begin our journey of friendship with him today. If you would like to start that journey today, you can do so right now in this moment. I'm going to pray for you. And as I do, I invite you to pray with me. Come, let's pray together. Father God, thank you so much for your incredible love for me. Thank you that you loved me so much that you went to the greatest lengths anyone could imagine to connect with me. Thank you that you sent Jesus, your one and only son, to live a perfect life and to die a sinner's death, to die the death that I should have died, to make atonement, to make the sacrifice that I should have made. Thank you, Jesus, for your obedience. Thank you for being willing to give up your life for me. Thank you that you loved me so much that you would give yourself for me. Thank you that you allowed yourself to be tortured and beaten and crucified for me. And today in this moment, I ask you into my life. I open the door of my heart and invite you in. I want to say to you that I accept what you have done for me. I thank you for it. And I ask for your forgiveness. I ask you to wipe the slate clean. And I ask you to begin to write a new story with my life. I'm sorry for where I've blown it, for where I've gone my own way. I'm sorry for my sin. Today I turn to you. And ask you into my life make a decision to follow you Jesus would you help me to do that in Jesus name amen if you prayed that prayer today it is the best decision you could ever make it is a huge day for you and we'd love to celebrate with you all around our church and every home right now people at Thrive are cheering for you behind computer screens and TVs and tablets and phones Thrive Church is cheering you on and we'd love for you to let us know that you made that decision by either clicking on the raised hand at the bottom right of your screen now or by simply whatsapping the words follow Jesus to the number on the screen in this moment. We'd love to send you something by WhatsApp just to get you started on your faith journey.
Church, isn't it amazing that the words of Jesus always find us? Isn't it incredible that the words of Jesus have found people today who've made a decision to follow him for the very, very first time? This is what it's about, being together in this moment. Though we are apart physically, we're together spiritually. Though we might be distant physically, we're not socially distant. We are together and we are the church in this moment. What an amazing day and time we've had today as we head into this new week may God's grace find you and may his peace be with you as you take the words of Jesus may they come to life in your life may you realize that it's the attention to his words it's the absorption of them into our souls and it's the action that we take with them that enables us to build strong thriving lives in every season Grace and peace, everybody. Have an amazing week. Take care. We hope you have been blessed and helped by this message. For more information about our church, visit our website at www.thrivechurch.co.za.